Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well, losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash I do. That's ro.co slash I-D-O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's row.co slash I do. Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real. Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do for an exclusive 35% off because every mom deserves a good night's sleep. And with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's show, where I welcome Sonia Bari. And Sonia is a relationship expert 
a master therapist and a transformational coach on a mission to change the way we relate to relationships. And today, I think our conversation will help change the way you relate to relationships, where Sonia and I dive into the difference between love in relationships and have a bit of a philosophical conversation around that that I really enjoyed. And then we dive into what to do if you're a giver. And I really relate to this. If you if you love to give, maybe it's not always reciprocal. You feel like you're not receiving from your partner or maybe you're not great at receiving is one of the things we cover as well. And everything around that, you know, I think it's something we haven't talked a lot about in detail on this podcast. And Sonia and I dive in and talk about giving and receiving and navigating that, what to do if your partner is not really giving, how to have that conversation, and so much more. As always, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Enjoy today's show. Hi, Sonia. Thanks so much for joining me on the show today. Hi, Chase. Thank you for having me. Today, we're going to talk about love and relationships and the difference between the two and how each of those may show up in the other. So I'm curious, actually, maybe we could start with having you tell our listeners why you love talking about this, and then we'll talk about the the differences. (laughs) Yes, I'd love to talk about that, Chase. I I was a weird kid that at 10, I knew that what I wanted to do with my life was that I wanted to find a way to enjoy the magic of love without getting hurt. I wanted to find a way how all of us can enjoy love without experiencing the violations that I noticed in the magic as soon as I noticed the magic. So my entire life has been about this. And that's why I love to talk about these topics. And that is why I work in relationships. And this is my field. I'm excited to dive into it because to me, I feel that in a relationship, there is love. But kind of what you just said is like, maybe we don't want a relationship or like a long term committed thing. But obviously, we're relating, but it feels good to to be in love. <laughs> and those feelings just come up. And it's not something that can be explained or sometimes controlled. So how do you how do you think about that? You know, I just think it's so important for us to make this distinction, love versus relationships. Love is unconditional. You can love someone before they were born. You can continue to love them after they have passed on. You could love them without absolutely any condition. Basically, it's unconditional. But for relationships, it's literally the opposite. In order for a relationship to exist, its very nature requires that there be conditions, that there be some rules, guidelines, agreements. Even if my relationship with you, Chase, is that I'm buying a pair of socks from you, it's possible that there's a compromise there, there is an agreement there, and we both have to follow that agreement. I can't just take those socks and run away. I got to pay you. We have to agree on a price. So relationships cannot exist without rules and guidelines. And the reason, Chase, I really wanted to talk about this topic is because when we 
love with the rules and the guidelines of relationships, love suffers. But when we have relationships with the unconditional rules of love, relationships suffer. What do you think about that, Chase? Let's unpack that a little bit, because obviously these things are are fraught with nuance and, yes. and, and complications. <laughs> and I'm I'm thinking a lot about just the kind of relationship that we're in, you know, like a, a single person dating and they're starting to feel loving feelings. But that's much different than someone that's been with someone for five years and they're in love or they were in love. <laughs> it's just there's a wide range of possibilities to, to take this discussion. So could you maybe clarify? I, I understand, you know, love being unconditional in, in this distinction and then relationships requiring conditions and boundaries. And we got to like reconcile the two. That's the dance. How do we do that? You know, that's a, that's a broad question, but, but how can we hold those two things at the same time? Yeah. What is the dance? What are the steps? How do you gel the two together? Let me just use an example because one of one, my specialty chase is working with couples. And many times it's not going to be a couple that'll come. Many times it'll just be one person from the couple who's willing to come. But my specialty is working with people who at some point have decided that their relationship is irreparable. It's just not going to work. They've been to many therapists. They've been to many programs. And that person is like my favorite client if they're motivated, if they're motivated to keep their relationship. So um, I'm going to speak about a person who has to end up ending the relationship despite trying, despite everything. Now, this person at the moment of saying goodbye to the one they love, might it, it, they are, it's quite possible that they absolutely still love this person. It's possible that they're going to continue to love them after the divorce or the breakup has happened. And that love can remain. But in order for the relationship to happen and for the relationship to continue, they have got to have agreements in place. And a person has to continue to keep agreements. So in a way, Chase, what I'm saying is that even if you love someone dearly, if you are somebody who is unable to keep agreements, that relationship will eventually break. That makes a lot of sense. And now we're getting towards more specifics. And, and, and I'm thinking of the cliche of like love conquers all and how that that's just not true. It's basically what you just said. It's like love conquers all. But if there's not agreements, then you don't have a relationship. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Chase, you, you, you and I can even say something like love conquers all. Let's say that there's somebody who's not good at making agreements everywhere else. Let's say that their life is distraught with maybe they have ADHD. Maybe they have something even more severe. But, you know, because they love this person so much or they love what they do so much, they're able to, there's such a power in them. That is, the power of love is not, uh, it's, it's almost like a, a, a superhuman power. 
So because they have the power of love, they are able to somehow bring about a, a person in themselves that is able to keep agreements. So yeah, love can conquer all, but it's very, very important for all of us to know that sometimes I'm going to speak about this individual again, who's considering whether I should stay with this person or not. And it's really confusing for this person, Chase, because when they look inside their heart, the truth of the matter is that they really do love this person and they can continue to keep that love. But unfortunately, if they are consistently seeing that no matter what we do, no matter what happens there, the other person is unable to keep agreements with them, uh, with them. Unfortunately, they can continue to love, but a relationship is not going to be able to be possible without agreements. This is an important point, and we've talked about it on the show before, but to me, I think of it as like the head and the heart and the heart being love and just this feeling we can't explain. And then the head going, well, what are the actions that I'm seeing? What is happening? You know, talking about agreements. Have I had a discussion with my partner and communicated clearly, you know, my needs or my boundaries and vice versa? And are those being broken or not fulfilled? And and that's like the head part that you're really thinking about these things in a very rational, pragmatic way. But then the heart and the love can cloud that thinking and it can cause us to overlook uh, boundaries being crossed or values that are not aligned. And we want to feel love and we want to give love. It's such a fundamental human desire. And I feel like just personally, that's the dance of understanding the head and the heart. You know, what what do I want? What are my boundaries, my values? Are they aligning? And then what does my what does my heart feel? You know, things that can't really be explained and then aligning those two things. But then if they're not aligned, having the courage and the awareness and the recognition to to communicate or to step away from that relationship, even if there is still love there. That's one of the hardest things we can do. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Because if we don't do that at that point, uh, Chase, we're going to affect our relationship with ourselves. And ultimately, the most beautiful thing that relationships teach us and the biggest opportunity that's available for all of us in relationships is our ability to, to have a stronger, more honest relationship with ourselves. However, when relationships go the other way, our relationship with ourselves becomes disintegrated. I really love what you were saying just now, Chase, because what I noticed is that this topic of the distinction between love and relationships almost always goes into the direction of agreements. And what you mentioned just now, when you were saying that sometimes we can start to compromise in ways that are maybe um, maybe painful for us or they don't have regard for our safety, for our well-being. Um, and if you think about my little example about me purchasing socks from you, Chase, we would have to have some kind of a compromise in our in our little relationship, in our little agreement that we're making. But the compromise in relationships is a very, very misunderstood con concept. Yes, of course, every relationship 
requires a compromise. But a true compromise has got to be an agreement between two people that is spoken about, that both people speak about. It cannot be an agreement because if it's not that, then it becomes a secret sacrifice. I have this example, Chase. I wonder if I can give you this example of a couple that I saw in therapy. Yes, please. So um, this uh, particular couple was came from one of my contemporaries, another therapist. And uh, I was so honored that she sent me her parents who were retired and um, they had grown independent children. And the, the mom wanted to get divorced. The, la- the, the woman wanted to get di- divorced. And uh, the husband, just, he just couldn't understand what's happening. And this is what he was saying. I don't get it. So the woman, she started to explain to her husband and to me that this and this and this happened. And this is why I wanted a divorce. And one of the things that she said is she starts to tell her story and she goes, yes, and you wanted me to leave my professorship so I could raise the children. And because I have the vantage point of watching the two of them, as she's saying this, I'm watching him change his face like like in confusion, like, I don't know what you're talking about. And sure enough, when she was done talking, he said, I don't I never asked you to do that. And then she's a very smart woman. So she brings up all of these four or five incidences that happened between them that led her to believe that yes he actually did want her to leave her professorship so he says I actually it was very convenient for me if you did leave um, your job and I wanted you to but I never we never talked about it you just said you're going to do it so I accepted it so here they are you know can you and I'm this part Chase I'm making up now and I'm trying to imagine this couple in their youth where, you know, she's there with the children, whereas she wanted to be somewhere else doing something else. And he comes and he moves the glass from here to there. And she's getting upset about it. And she's looking like the lunatic here. And what we're not understanding in the scene is that she's carrying all of these invisible arrows of compromise in her chest, or should we call it secret sacrifice that we, we don't, we don't know she made. Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. If you're tuning into today's show, you're probably aware that mental health and relationship challenges are a part of life, but they don't have to define you and you're not alone. If you've ever wished that you could join a conversation with an expert and call into a show in a similar vein as relationship advice, here's an opportunity for you. If you're navigating something messy, call the Dr. John Deloney show. His show recently hit top five of all podcasts on Apple Podcasts and for a good reason. With a PhD in counseling and two decades of experience sitting with people, Dr. Deloney brings practical advice on how to connect with others, face depression, overcome anxiety, and find true wellness. This caller-driven show tackles real-life issues from relationships to emotional well-being. Dr. Deloney walks alongside people just like you as they navigate tough decisions. So no matter what you're going through, the Dr. John Deloney Show is here for you. Send your questions, leave a voicemail at 844-693-3291 or email askjohn at ramseysolutions.com. They want to talk to you. 
Listen to The Dr. John Deloney Show wherever you get your podcasts or follow the link on our website. When you work full-time, have kids, and run a podcast, it's hard to make time for a multiple-step skincare protocol. That's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, OneSkin. Their products make it easy to keep your skin healthy while looking and feeling your best. Let me repeat it. They make it easy... No complicated routine, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. If you're looking for skincare products that are simple and effective, for a limited time, you'll get an exclusive 15% off your first OneSkin purchase when using the code IDO when you check out at oneskin.co. I've been using OneSkin's body lotion for about a month and I've already seen noticeable improvements with small wrinkles and textures on my skin, specifically on the back of my neck and the back of my hands, two places where I get a lot of sun. Plus, my skin looks and feels healthier all around. It's all thanks to OneSkin's revolutionary OS-01 peptide, the first ingredient proven to deactivate aging cells responsible for lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin. Unlike traditional skincare products that only mask symptoms, OneSkin pioneered a new approach integrating tissue engineering and cutting-edge science to enhance skin biology for lasting resilience against aging. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using the code IDO at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with the code IDO. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. I love this example and and it's such a important point of communicating and not assuming and checking in with yourself and going, well, how does this feel? Am I am I feeling resentful because of this sacrifice I'm making or am I doing it purely out of uh, an authentic reason and I don't expect anything in return? I'm happy to do this. There's obviously so many different examples in relationship, but I feel like this is so common that things just go unspoken. And I, and I love how you call it a secret sacrifice. And I think it's an important key, and, and maybe you could speak to this, that it's okay to make a secret sacrifice if, if you're happy to do it and there's not an ounce of you that feels resentful or feels like your partner owes you anything, you're just doing it because it's easy and, and flows and, and it still allows you to be your authentic self. Well, then it won't be a sacrifice, Chase. Then yeah. it would be something <laughs> that you would just lovingly do for your partner. And you would probably feel very powerful and you'll grow from it because you're really, you, you feel the love in your heart for your partner. And when you act on that love, really, you're kind of doing it for yourself. You just feel more in line with who you are because you're acting on the love you feel. It's a very private matter that just happened in that example of yours. And it's beautiful. And we do that all the time for our people. Where is the the distinction that that someone needs to check in and go, all right, I do need to communicate about this? When you start to feel resentful, um, let's say that I am making a secret sacrifice for my husband. There's a part of me that thinks that I'm doing something really great. I'm taking one for the group. I'm taking one for the two of us, right? I want to 
really take that crown away from me in that moment. I want to dethrone myself in that moment when I think I've, I've really just like done something amazing. Because in that moment, what I've done, Chase, is that I am compromising my relationship with my husband. I'm compromising my relationship with myself because I wasn't truly honest with myself because I actually didn't want to do it. And I, it wasn't it wasn't a loving act. It was a sacrifice. Anytime you're going to sacrifice yourself, you have diminished the self that you were going to love the other from. And later on, that husband, that person, that family that I made a sacrifice for is going to suffer because maybe I'm going to start being a little passive aggressive. You guys are all going to be surprised why I just had this tantrum. I probably will be surprised myself why I'm having this tantrum, but I really feel the right to have this tantrum right now because you guys don't know how much I've sacrificed for you and maybe you do know. And maybe that's satisfying a bone in me that likes to sacrifice. What can that conversation look like of uh, you you feel like you're making these sacrifices? Well, let's not call them sacrifices. Let's say you're a giver and it fills you up to do loving things for your partner, for your family. But you feel like you're not ever receiving. And I think no matter how much of a giver you are it and, and how happy you're to do it, it's nice to receive. And recently I saw online from a therapist that we've actually had on, uh, Jillian Tarecki had a, a great post about, you know, if you are a giver, try to find yourself with another giver because I think it pulls at exactly what we're talking about. It doesn't mean that every relationship is going to be that way or everyone's going to be equally a giver. But I think that is such an important thing to have that alignment and to have that balance. But how can you say, you know, because I feel like I'm a giver and, and I love doing things. If my partner needs help and it just fills me with love. And I I did notice at in a previous relationship that I did that for, for months and months and I didn't think anything of it. But then I realized, huh, like, huh, it would be nice to like receive sometimes, you know, and but it feels a, a little bit tricky to, to have that discussion of like, hey, it'd be nice if if you gave <laughs> to me to, to be blunt. You know, I know that's not how it would be communicated. And, and I just I'm going to wrap up here real quick. But how do you have that conversation, but also hold in that space this other thing I'm trying to practice of not trying to change our partner and, and they're just going to show up at, as who they are. So I said a lot there, but but maybe you can speak to that. Yeah, no, I can. And there's two things that come to mind. Number one, I too, Chase, come from that giver place. And I can say to both of us that people who are giving, they are generally really, really bad at receiving. Mm. So that's one thing we really have to work on. And your example that you were just giving, that you were quoting someone was also about that, that be with another giver, but learn to receive. Number one. Number two, the, the best way for us to give in a way that we don't make it a sacrifice is to slow down, to slow down. And that's these are the magic words. These are the only words I say that's enough. Slow down enough so that you can check in with yourself. Because when you give by putting yourself aside, that is not giving because the one you're giving to is going to get hurt. You're hurting your partner when you give by putting yourself aside. That's a giving that's coming to bite them later. 
<laughs> so that's the best way to have integrity in a relationship is to have an integrity with yourself. I have a couple of questions there. How can we slow down? You know, it's like we want to give. And I also wonder how much of it is like a desire to be loved. You know, it's like, oh, I'm going to give, give, give so that it's just love me, you know, love me back. And I don't know that there's necessarily anything wrong with that, but maybe you could speak to that. And how do we check in and slow down? Well, I do think that when I check in with myself, that many times it is a desire to be loved. And we want to, what the one of the most beautiful invitations that is present or the opportunity that's present in every relationship is the opportunity for us to become more immaculate in our relationship with ourselves, to know that I'm a person who likes to give and I like to, I feel loved when I give. You want to give yourself that love without giving. So that when you love, when you do something loving for your partner, you're just loving that them for them. You're not using, I am not using my partner then to satisfy the bone in me that gets, that feels loved when I give. That's the first part of it. That I want to come into loving within myself on my own, not by doing something for someone. That's an opportunity. And the second part of this that is really beautiful is that for the people who like to give, to start to see the beauty in receiving. And what if I were to say to you, Chase, that one of the greatest ways to love somebody is to receive something from them. And my example that I typically use that I'm going to ask you, Chase, is that if you're upset with a friend, would you ask them for a favor? If I was upset with them? Yes. Right at that time, while you're upset with them, would you ask them for a favor? It would be harder for sure. Yes. Yes. Why? Why is that the case? Because when I ask you for a favor, I am giving you the chance to love me. So receiving is it it almost like, you know, the electric circuits they used to do with us when we were children, they would complete the circuit and the bulb would turn on the circuit of giving is complete only when we receive graciously. So if people like me and you, Chase, start to see receiving as a way of loving the one who's giving, we could feel loved even when we receive. That makes sense. I want to ask you that first step, how can we put into practice the process of coming into love on its own? Coming into love on its own comes with having compassion for the part of us that wants to love by giving. Seeing it as this sweet, beautiful little child part of us that is going to now feel so loved because they did something. When you come into compassion and loving with that part, you heal it. Once it's healed, it doesn't have to scream anymore. You could just be you. You could actually enjoy your partner and do for them while you're bringing yourself along. You don't have to do it, do anything for them by way of wanting to soothe an anxiety that of not feeling loved in that moment. You could just do it because you want to do it. We do both. Sometimes I will love because I want to love them. And sometimes I'll love because I'm feeling... Like I want some love and maybe if I love them, then they'll love me. How about we cut down the middleman? 
if I'm not feeling loved, if I'm connected to myself, if I slow down and I connect with myself, I will know I'm not feeling loved. And the only real person who knows how to love me the way I want to be loved is me. And so turn, take out the middleman and come into loving compassion with the part of me that's not feeling loved. Now I'm done. Now I've taken care of myself. Now I'm free to have a relationship because my relationship with me is complete. Now I don't need to use you to relieve this part of me. Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. Do you want to know one of my favorite meals? It's a slice of toasted bread with tomato, mozzarella, basil, olive oil, salt and pepper, and a little drizzle of balsamic glaze. Makes my heart happy. It's so simple. It's so delicious. And I love that all the ingredients get to show off their individual flavors. I used to eat it all the time as my easy go-to meal. And then all of a sudden, there was a ton of messaging out there telling me that I shouldn't eat carbs and that I shouldn't eat bread and that bread is bad. And I hate to admit it, but I cut out bread entirely for the longest time. And it wasn't until recently that I started to understand that not all bread is created equal. Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences or compromises. They've remade carby, empty calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and fewer calories, plus protein and fiber. I highly recommend that you give their bread a try. They're giving Relationship Advice listeners 10% off when you visit Hero. .co and use the code I do at checkout. I was so excited to discover Hero Bread. It's truly amazing and they've made a product that is tasty and soft while having 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 0 grams of sugar and high in fiber. I'm not going to lie, their white bread is so good and it makes the best tomato and mozzarella sandwich. Last week, Stella and I were back in Florida visiting our family and we all walked to the lake and the only bread we had in the house was hero bread. So we grabbed a slice, walked to the lake, and by the time we got there, Stella had eaten the whole piece of bread and of course, wanted more. So the poor ducks didn't get any hero bread, but Stella did. Since I had cut out bread for a while, every time I ate low quality bread, my body felt bad. It felt bloated and I didn't feel great. But with Hero Bread, I feel good after eating it, which makes my life so much easier because now I can go back to my easy grab and go sandwiches when I'm on the run. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code I do at checkout. That's I do at H E R O dot C O. Money is one of the biggest stressors in relationships. While worrying about it doesn't help a ton, Earnin actually does. Our sponsor, Earnin, is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Many couples end up fighting about finances, especially when surprise costs arise. Earnin allows you to seamlessly deal with that unexpected trip to the vet or the last minute gift for loved ones without any stress, letting you and your partner focus on what really matters. 
Earnin is helping millions of Americans to feel self-sufficient and to worry and fight less about money. All of this without debt trap, mandatory fees, or credit checks. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download Earn an app, type in relationship advice under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show. That's relationship advice under podcast. Earn it is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. That's such an important point for a lot of things that we talk about is looking at ourselves, not pointing the finger at our partner or even doing things for our partner in order to earn the love. So I I love this thread that we're pulling on. I want to talk a little bit about the instance where, you know, we're a giver and let's say we've we're, we're taking this information in and we're recognizing why we're loving and that we we don't need to give in order to be loved and to come into loving on its own. But it's nice to receive, as we talked about. It's nice to be given love. How do we navigate that with a partner who any relationship is not going to be completely equitable all the time? But let's say it's completely you know, out of balance. How can we communicate with our partner without trying to control them um, that we would like to be given more love? (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, so a match for somebody like me, who's a giver, um, is going to be a receiver. And that's not an accident. I feel euphoria in that moment where I meet them and I'm giving and they're receiving. But the idea is that that's the beginning point. And that is the opportunity for us to heal. So if you and I, like I just said in the very beginning, that a lot of times when I have couples coming in, there's only one person coming in. And what I want you to know is that the magic of a relationship or and a family system or, is that it is literally a system. So when one gear is changed, all of them change. So what I'm saying is that you don't, when you change, And your change is so profound. It's a change from the most inner deepest part of you where you are able to now express from your absolute authenticity. So it's not shakable. It's not something that you're pretending to be. When you become that, become the most honest, most authentic version of you, you inspire change. So if you and I look at some of the greats that have caused revolution in this world, some of the people that we love and get inspired with, none of them did it by hook or crook. They did it by their way of being. So it is absolutely uh, possible to change somebody who just takes, takes, takes in a relationship, not by forcing them, by inspiring them, by changing your own way of being. So can I explain a little bit more about this? Yes, please. So the nitty gritty of this is that when I am giving you, just I want you to almost uh, um, uh, pretend I'm giving I'm giving you because I'm feeling so anxious. I'm feeling so unloved and I'm giving it to you. I'm giving you all this love and you're taking it because that's how you, that, that's what fulfills your anxiety. But at one point, if I stop giving you 
from my anxiety. I still give you because I'm in a relationship with you, but I no longer need, I don't need to give you anymore for my safety, for my well-being. I want to give you and I still give you, but I don't give you the same weight. You might even complain about it. But the more I pause, the more I uh, slow down and I tune in, and I give from an honest place, the more authentic I'm becoming with each giving. So when my partner who loves to receive comes to object and they want to shake me a little bit and say, how come you're not giving me as much as you used to give me? They'll understand that I no longer am the person who needs to give them out of that guilt. So I'll still love them. So ultimately they are going to change because because when we when the kind of change that I'm telling you about, it's not a um, does it have some boundaries in mind where a cognitive process is, is happening and you you cognitively understand that A, B and C is my boundary? Yes, all of that does happen on the surface. But the, the thing I'm talking about is a deep inner change where you your point of reference is no longer the surface anxiety it is your point of reference is something so stable and solid within you that that person who is feeling anxious in this relationship but you're that you're not giving can just be in your presence and by your presence feel this calm Feel that they are okay because you what whatever you give, you give honestly. Now, is it possible for that relationship to break up? Yes, rarely that does happen. And many times that is that is something that should have happened a long time ago. But mostly what I have seen, Chase, is that the other person starts to have that level of honesty. And there is a period of the other person resisting that change. But if the first person's change is coming from a place of uh, authenticity, of stability, of self-knowledge, they are able to sustain through those periods where the other person is coming around. That makes a lot of sense and, and such important points and, and definitely speaks to uh, personal history and, and as We've shared, you know, both being givers. But I want to ask you, and and you did say sometimes these relationships will end. You know, it's like we do want to give authentically and get to a place as you've described. But I think it's also important to recognize, hey, this just might not be a match. And that's kind of where I'm at. I'm single now and just realizing a lot of different things, continuing to grow, but that I do want to become a better receiver. And, and your points have been well taken. But I, I want to be with someone that, that also loves to give because it, it does fill me up. And I did try in a, in a previous relationship to give without any condition and, and to give and give. And, and as you describe, like maybe that will change the dynamic. That person will grow into the giving and, and it felt good and it felt pure and, and I love doing it. But then I did get to a point, I would say after about six months, where I was like, no, this is not working. This person is not going to be the person that I want them to be. And that's okay. And my next partner, I think I will put more emphasis and value on the idea of 
who they are initially and not who I'm going to help them grow into be and that I do want them to be a giver because I'm a giver and I want to have that dynamic. Does that make sense? And is that a okay perspective? Yes, yes. But I will tell you something, Chase, you are not going to want your partner to give if they're giving from a place of anxiety, from a place of wanting to feel good about themselves. You're going to want to only receive from your partner giving that is coming from the most beautiful part of them where they are just so inspired to just give you. Totally. Yes, exactly. As you've described. And and yeah, and I think uh, we've covered, yeah, just such beautiful points. I love how we got into this giving and receiving, and it's not something we've necessarily talked about at length on the show. So thank you, Sonia, for for diving in with me. Before we wrap up, are there any things that maybe we skipped over that we didn't get to or maybe something you want to emphasize? Yes. You know, I want to tell you, Chase, since you were so vulnerable, is that I am a relationship expert, as they would call me. But I was a relationship expert who was having relationship challenges. And even though this was my very big intention since a child, since being a child, a lot of my personal pain came from relationships as well. So in an effort to just in a deep frustration of understanding cognitively that, okay, A, B, and C is the way to handle myself in love because I never want to be a person who doesn't love, who doesn't give in love, but I just didn't have a framework on how to do it in a way that doesn't let me end up getting hurt over and over again. And I have created a system that I have used for myself that I call the four love lies And it is a system that I've used with hundreds of people now. And I would love to tell you guys about it, but it'll take a longer conversation. And in a way, what it is, it's a quick check-in with yourself in that time of pause before you actually go and do something for someone to make sure that it's not going to come and bite you later. I love that. Sonia, and and thank you for sharing. And I think that's such an important point. And one I try to say, too, is I'm definitely not a relationship expert. I'm not trained in it. I never said that for this podcast. I just love having conversations with people like yourself and even having all these conversations, reading, understanding relationships. They take work. Sarah and I, Sarah's my ex-wife. We started this podcast together. We're not together now, but I actually love her more now than ever. And we have a beautiful co-parenting relationship. And I think that's an important point, too, is that everyone is trying to figure it out and take the tools and apply them and and to be kind to yourself and to others and to podcasters and therapists, because Mm -hmm. if they're authentic, they're also not telling you, hey, I've got everything figured out. If you just do this, your life will be perfect. It's like, no, relationships are complicated. So the more tools we can have, the better. And we're still going to you know, mess up and that's okay. So thank you, Sonia. Can you tell our listeners where they can find you online? Yes, they can find me on my website, which is Sanya at sanyabari.com. S-A-N-Y-A-B-A-R-I. I also have Instagram and a YouTube channel. I would love to answer absolutely any questions that anybody had regarding this or anything else. So reach out. Well, thank you so much. We'll have those links in our show notes and on our website. And thanks for taking the time to come on the show today. 
Thank you for having me, Chase. I really enjoyed this podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning into today's episode. As always, all the links to the guest as well as any of their recommendations will be in the show notes page. You can find the link to that in the episode description or by going to idopodcast.com. Click on the podcast tab up at the top and you will have access to all the episodes that we've ever done. There are over 300 of them. Uh, And while you're on our website, if you haven't checked out our free 14-day happy couple challenge... We really hope you do. It's a free email challenge that we send to you. It's 14 days of fun, easy, doable challenges to help strengthen and improve your relationship. And if you're looking for something that provides a little more help with working on your relationship, whether it's improving intimacy or communication with your partner or just bringing the spark back, we would love for you guys to check out our online course, Spark My Relationship. We're offering $100 off to all of our listeners if you go to sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. We've worked with over 15 psychologists and therapists to create the real life tools and strategies that they are teaching their clients. So we wanted to give them to you. It's a self-paced online course that can be done in as little as a month or up to three months. You can really decide how much or how little you want to do with your partner or maybe just yourself. So we hope you guys check that out. It's sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. Have a great day. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.